Yes, sir, we promised you a great main event here tonight. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, that's how we start off Cheap Heat. Uptown Malcolm on his way to address the Cheap Heat universe. 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 Hey, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the new, new era. The new, new era of Cheap Heat. My name is Peter Rosenberg, alongside SGG, Uptown Malcolm. A.K.A. Loves Delicious Chicken. A.K.A. By the way, the amount of chicken I saw you consume last week alone, SGG. I mean, listen. Between our stop, you came by my appearance, uh, which was very nice of you. you came it was by- at a Buffalo Wild Wings. That's, that's, that's right. almost entrapment. You can't be like, oh, you came by Buffalo Wild Wings and had chicken and put that on me. That's not on me. Chicken, chicken. But then what about the next day at the WWE house show? I, I was not in charge of the menu. That was you and Linda, and I'm calling entrapment again. You guys you guys specifically, specifically doubled up on the chicken. <laughs> we did order a lot of delicious chicken. Yeah. Um, it was a great time. We'll talk about the house show. So um, we are going to talk about a lot today. Um, and... I'm very excited because I we came up with we were discussing and I would love your feedback at Rosenberg Radio at Stack Eyed Greg and there's a couple of things I need to tell you. Number one, we want to have a conversation about the new new era of cheap heat. Get your thoughts about you know just some different ways to to handle the podcast because I feel that there's feel that some weeks we get so caught up with the minutia of the week that was professional wrestling. That we spend too much time talking about segments that don't mean anything when we should spend that time talking about other things that are fun as they relate to wrestling. Agreed. I think there's enough recap shows. There's just so many shows right now that recap what happened. And we'll give you the big things that happened every week, the headlines. But that's like three things from an episode of Raw. Like we don't if, need eight that yeah. we don't need eight things. And maybe some weeks there'll be five because it's a really great week. But like I think that I'm curious about your thoughts at Rosenberg Radio at Stack Guy Greg. This new new era, you know, um, because Linder was talking to us about how much he enjoyed our conversation about the wrestling, the way we tied wrestling into the Bachelorette last week. And this week, there's a big wrestling conversation we need to have about Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor. So we'll get to that as well. Um, But in the meantime, in between time. The other things that need to be discussed uh, this week, um, besides the the amount of delicious chicken, the the goods that you have received from the WWE shop, your modern day Maharaja shirt. Yeah, I had to, I needed that. Now a lot of people were asking me; and they were upset. Why no Shinsuke Nakamura jacket at the kickoff show? A lot of people did ask me that. Well, I'll address that. Later on tonight, I heard a rumor that Renee uh, went backstage and and made sure that. Uh 
that there was no gimmick infringement on no, the leather jackets. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I heard. We'll talk about it later. Uh, later on, I'll have, I'll be having a sit down uh, when when we get to um, Raw's War. I'll be I'll be doing a sit down with Michael Cole to start the second hour. Um. So we'll get to that. What else was I about to say though? I just cut my own self off. <laughs> I was talking about how I wanted to discuss the new new era, mm-hmm. but then I didn't want to get distracted. Then you said there was some stuff that we need to talk about. Uh, I'm not sure if you were transitioning into the outside of the ring stuff. No, I wasn't. I wasn't transitioning to outside the ring. I was transitioning, I thought, to more cheap heat-related business. But it wasn't about chicken. And it wasn't about the house show. Anyways, I'll remember it as it comes. Um, But anyways, we do have things to talk about. Um, including, like I said, Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather. But SGG, let's start outside the ring, falls count anywhere style. Talk to me. So I think the biggest, the biggest news from outside of the ring um, has to be this Alberto Del Rio page situation. Yeesh. And uh, there's a lot going on. A lot of this information is coming from a pro wrestling sheet. Um, and uh, they they broke the news that Alberto Del Rio was being investigated for a domestic violence battery situation. Um, immediately, almost immediately after that, Paige came out to defend Alberto Del Rio and say, you know, there is no situation that the the airport police were actually detaining her and not Alberto Del Rio, but then. Uh, some audio came out that seemed to show Alberto Del Rio and Paige getting into a, a really heated argument in which Paige can be heard um, saying that he, he ruined her career, he ruined her life, that she wants to get away from him. Um, Alberto says some stuff too, but it's it's not really clear what he's saying from the audio, or at least as I heard it from the audio. And then, Well, you know, let's, let's play. You want to hear the audio? Uh, sure, I don't know if any, I don't know if the listeners have heard it, but. I'm pressing charges against you. He says, you're pressing charges against yourself. Press charges, press charges. If it gets me the F away from you, Paige says. It gets me the F away from you. She's screaming. Let's go, I'm following you, he says. Don't follow her, a witness says. I'm a huge fan, by the way, the witness says, which is incredible. This is wild. You're not going to go. Let her go. Call the police. She assaulted me. She needs to be arrested. A very weird sound. Anyways, um, so keep going, Greg. So, yeah, Paige's Paige's, uh, spin on this situation is is that... uh, she kind of takes the blame for it. She says, you know, this was between her and someone else, not her and Alberto. And um, almost immediately after, like, I saw a lot of comments on social media um, about, you know, raising doubt about that other incident they had where um, Alberto was stabbed. I believe it was in Texas. Right. And um, people were just pointing out that, you know, there was no police record of the incident ever being reported like not that it didn't happen because he definitely had the wounds to to show for it but like raising doubt about what actually might have happened and try people you know they've been they they have pictures of Paige with like bruises on her arm 
Um, like it's all it's all internet rumor for now, but the rumor and like the circumstantial evidence definitely is pointing in the direction of. Uh, as I've said for a long time, I do not know Paige except for the limited interactions I've had with her. But I've never seen a situation that looks more obvious from the outside. Right. Of confused young woman who ends up with a controlling lunatic. We have some audio of Del Rio. You're hurting me. You're hurting me. You're hurting me. You're hurting me. That's actually, that was the wrong audio. That was not Alberto Del Rio. Um, but yeah, this is a classic situation. Um, at least it appears. And I really hope that Paige figures it out and gets away. Because it does not seem good. Yeah. And, and her family and it, doesn't seem to be... You saw the brother's post, right? Yeah, I did. And her brother posted a message basically being like, my sister's in trouble. I know she's going to hate me for saying this, but she's got to get away from this man. And then he says that the, the Brad Maddox was terrible also, and now she's with another bad guy. And yeah. I'm listening. I think we can all agree that it's likely that Paige hasn't been making the best decisions. I mean, I, I hate to be judgmental, but that is what it appears... Like it's been, but she's unlike people forget too. Like she's young, yeah, very young. She was what eighteen when she moved from like halfway across the world with no family or anything like that, and then started in the company and like it's a lot, yeah. And Del Rio does appear to be a pretty crazed guy. I mean, like he was threatening to beat up wrestlers. He was saying, "Do you want a Triple H to show up at his restaurant so they could fight in San Antonio?" Yeah, I- he was threatening New Day and the Usos, like. Alberto Del Rio does not want it with the Usos. <laughs> no. 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 Like, there's Samoans, and like, so you just got to think about that. Let's, let's you just, just, you just got to remember that anytime you want to test any of those guys. Like, let's so, take a minute. Let's take a minute and relax. Um, so, anyways, all right, that's one horrible story. Thank you, Greg. What else you got outside the ring? Um, Austin Aries was released yeah. last week. What a weird story, too. Immediately after his. Fiance gets signed by the company. He's released two weeks later. Yeah. And I'm hearing mixed stories about this release, whether it was he asked for it, they asked for it, whatever happened. It seems to be very mixed. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know anything either, except the only thing that everybody can agree on is that he's, he's gone from the company. But why or, or the circumstances around it? I'm not really sure. Again, like on the internet, you got to take some stuff with a grain of salt. And the rumors are out there, but um, it's it's internet rumor as far as I'm concerned. Um, also, I remember what I wanted to say. Uh, our listeners here on Cheap Heat need to subscribe to Bite the Mic, the mic, my podcast, Mike Tyson. Episode one is up today. Oh yeah, and I'm going on vacation. I'm gonna we're gonna figure out next week. But regardless, while uh, I'm gone, I hope that anyone who's interested in this podcast will listen to the first episode. Episodes come out Tuesday and Thursday, so yeah. the first episode's up right now. WWE Hall of Famer Mike Tyson, right? That's right. That's yeah, right. So, I mean, there it is, right there. Why would you not be interested in? I would. I, I, I'm shocked. I would be shocked if you didn't want to listen to it. I got to do a wrestling episode with Tyson at some point too. I want to do an episode where, like, we really talk about. He's he's like a a, a historian, though, right? Like he knows really old. Yes, yeah. he knows a lot. But also, I just want to hear, I think doing an episode with him and Triple H talking about Tyson's run would be interesting. Or Austin. Mm-hmm. You know, someone who was around for it. Honestly, Vince would be very interesting. 
So I'm sure Vince was. De- Shane is the one though who I thought did his deal. Really? I think. I mean, that's at least what they said on TV. But I sort of thought that was real. <laughs> Speaking of uh, podcast interviews, did you listen to this interview? A lot of people out there saying a lot of bigly talk that it was one of the the great it it absolutely was interviews of all time it, it absolutely was that was a really great interview you really did enjoy I, I was i was surprised that like it wasn't i didn't get a ton of feedback because i didn't really do a good job promoting it but the feedback that i did get was overwhelmingly positive which was very nice yeah and he seemed he seemed really comfortable and i like that like, like the random talk. Yes. Like the Tokyo Japan. Sorry. The hip hop talk, the action Bronson. Like, it it felt it felt like what people say this podcast feels like, which makes for the best interviews. Which is just two people who are cool with each other, just like having a conversation, and then. And I don't really know Finn that well. Truth be told, I mean, I've gotten to know him better, but. Um, it was fun. If you have not heard last week's for some reason, or you want to watch the video, I put video up on Hot 97's yeah, wrestling with YouTube Rosenberg. page. Wrestling with Rosenberg on Hot 97's YouTube page, or you can hear it on last week's podcast. Um, so that was pretty cool as well. Now, anything else outside the ring, SGG? So we got to Alberto W. and Page. We did Austin Aries. We got to Finn. Floyd and Connor. Floyd and Connor. Floyd and Connor. What have you thought so far of the ridiculous and entertaining press conferences, of which there's another one tonight? I. What music's playing in the background? Is it getting caught on the. No, it's not. Hold on. Hello? I fixed it. Random headphones with Action Bronson freestyle playing from it because <laughs> they're editing in the other room. Um, okay, sorry. Your thoughts on the press conference so far? So the press conferences really crystallized for me just how... Uh, I noticed a couple of things. I feel like... I think Conor McGregor is actually very scared of this fight. Like, I think he knows that he's going to lose, which sounds shocking, but... Just, you mean shocking because he doesn't seem like someone who would ever believe he's going to lose? Well, I think it's it's shocking. It would be shocking to his fans because he's known for, like, his over overwhelming sort of... I'm going to call it self-confidence, but it really has crossed the line into um, cockiness and arrogance. Of course. But, um... That's like his his one of his main characteristics. So like, for his fans to hear that he might actually be afraid or think that he's gonna fail or lose, like that might be a shock to the system. But um, based on his body language in that first press conference, especially, uh, it's it's actually very clear to me that that's the case. But also, it feels like they're the same person. I know that's I been know. said about them, um, over the years, but. 
seeing them side by side, they really are the same person. It's it's actually amazing how terrible they both are. <laughs> but entertaining at the same time. It is entertaining, but they're, they're god-awful people, yo, like both of them. You think they're both awful people just because they're so, so arrogant? Yo, they have the same exact character. The only thing that, like, and if there's 50 categories, right, Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor are exactly the same in 49 of the 50 categories. The only one that I'll give to Floyd Mayweather that Conor doesn't have is that the domestic violence and all that stuff. So One notch worse. Yeah, he's one notch worse, but they're like the same person. They're arrogant. Like, they think their money makes them better than people. Yeah. Um, they talk down to people. Um, they've been very successful despite their arrogance, which only fuels their arrogance. But hold on. It, couldn't you argue, though, in both cases, they are both just the two best working heels in the business? You could if that wasn't like... Because when, when Floyd comes away from that, like he did an interview yesterday afterwards, mm-hmm. and the character's gone, and he's a totally different person. So I just wonder... Let, here's, let's listen to a piece. See, I think that part is the work, though, like... That you think that part's the work? Yeah. Wow. Like the hum, the humble. Well, then, that much. Connor slaps the microphone. Please, I want everyone in this arena to scream at the top of your lungs. The Mayweather's. One, two, three. He just spits his gum when out. I count the tree. I want this entire arena to scream. The he said, "Now he's right in Floyd's One, face." Two, three. There are there are some parts that are very amusing that I laugh really hard. The amount of times they call each other the B word back and forth <laughs> right. is comical to me. And I do think Floyd deserves credit for the fact that this fiasco, though predictable, is is entertaining and on a different level than anything we've seen before. We've seen a lot. There have been, of course, crazy press conferences. Mm-hmm. There have been world tours where people go around and promote fights. This one, though... The level to which they're doing it. Tonight's the third night in a row. Tonight's the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. It's, it, I believe it's sold out. Um, it's, it is a different level. And I do find myself, I've watched both of their full comments both <laughs> nights. And I know it's a work. Like, I, here's, here's the depth of the work to me. Mm-hmm. I believe that Floyd Mayweather wants to work with Conor McGregor past this fight. Because they are the same person. They really are entertained by each other. No one could be this disrespectful without punching each other if they hadn't talked through all of this. I don't think they talked through all of it, though. I think I think that they both, like, because they're cut from the same cloth, like... They just know we're getting money. We're not getting into a fight. Exactly. And, like, they, they're willing to go s- super far with, like, the the disrespect... And and the and the smack talk back and forth because like even when even when Connor like caught himself getting racial and backed it up like Floyd brushed it off Connor kind of brushed like nobody said anything about it but they know like this is 
this is where we got to go to sell the fight. And even like you said, the, the outcome is predictable. But you have Floyd talking about how he how much Connor is a threat to him. Like he needs to sell the fight because what is he going to say? He can't say what he's been saying about his other opponents who were actually threats that he's going to beat them down. Because if you say that, and you can't not sell the fight. Yeah, if he says that and everybody is already expecting that, then what's the point of watching? But I just love the heel work for both of them. I mean, yesterday in Toronto, you know, um, overwhelmingly Irish Canadian crowd there. All for Floyd. I mean, for Connor. for for Connor. Floyd shows up wearing the Canadian flag money team shirts. He picks up the Irish flag and wears it. It really is like fun, vintage heel work. And so I really do get to enjoy that part. Um, but I believe Floyd wants to work with him again. I do believe they talk through, not the details, but I think they've basically said to each other, anything's on the table, we won't hit each other no matter what. Right. Like, you know, we may scream and get really mad. And during it, they're going to get mad and competitive, but we're not going to fight. And then in the end, Floyd is going to allow Connor to be somewhat competitive. (laughs) More than anyone expects. He's not going to win, but just like he's done to other people he's respected, whether it be Sugar Shane Mosley or Miguel Cotto, Mm -hmm. if Floyd respects you, he will let you stay in a fight. Because he yeah. knows you can't beat him. And Floyd will let Connor stay in the fight longer than anyone reasonably expects. Afterwards, he will say, oh my gosh, he fought like such a champion. Incredible that he was able to do this considering his experience. I hope he fights again in boxing. Then Floyd will promote Connor McGregor in boxing matches. I'm not saying he will leave the UFC permanently. But I believe that will happen with Floyd. And then get ready for this. I believe Conor McGregor will then help usher in other UFC names who don't feel they're getting enough money from Dana White into the boxing world. Except isn't Conor uh, like a business partner in the UFC now, though? Like, why would he do that? I don't think that he's in the he's in permanent business with Dana. I don't think they've solved all their issues yet. Well, oh, I don't think Dana wanted this fight. I don't think Dana wanted this fight either. So I think, as far as I can tell, I think Connor. the truth of the matter is I really respect Dana White and I love the UFC. Um, and I now watch every, every major UFC pay-per-view. But the per- percentage-wise, the money the, the fighters make is pretty ridiculous compared to other sports. <laughs> right. So here's my question. We watched, were you there the night we watched McGregor Diaz? No. You didn't come after some, after NXT? Um, no, I was, I was at the, where was I? SummerSlam NXT, you didn't go? Nah, I'm not sure where I went after that. So a a bunch of us went to a restaurant down the street and we watched, uh, Diaz, uh, McGregor. They had a straight up boxing match. They had a straight, I mean, it was a straight up boxing match. Like there, yeah, but they're not boxers in the same class as a Floyd Mayweather. Absolutely not. That's not my point. And they're not going to get Floyd Mayweather money too. That's the other thing. But, but how much money would people pay? To see Nate Diaz and Conor McGregor have a boxing match. Do I need them to fight in an octagon? All they do is punch each other. They can make way more money. And Floyd could promote it. And there could be a boxing match between Conor McGregor and Nate Diaz. They don't have to fight in UFC. Well, I don't know what those contracts look like. But again, that might not be a thing that Dana White wants. So will it not happen? He will not want it to happen. And I don't know legally what can be done. I'm just saying... 
boxing's in a very tough spot these days, and boxing could really benefit. Everyone's been looking what at how... What do you mean by boxing is in a very tough spot these days? It doesn't have enough stars. It doesn't have enough... It's not making huge pay-per-view money anymore. Everyone questions the result of every fight. The true biggest stars, Triple G is a big star to me, to the mainstream sports world. Gennady Golovkin is not a big star. Yeah, I mean he's he, but he is like one of the biggest stars, and like they're having great Tough. fights this year. This year has been good for fights, great for fights, and it still hasn't resulted on if we went down the street and said name some boxers. You think people know who Anthony Joshua is? No. You think people know who Gennady Golovkin? No. Andre Ward. These are not big fighters anymore. Like it's it's and I, and listen, it's overstated when people say boxing is dead. People always say boxing is dead. It's not dead. But it it's does, not that it's just not at the level of like where it was when Ali was like traveling man, the world and not, like not Ma, on that level. Like Mike Tyson was it's knocking not, everybody out. It's not even at the level of the early two thousands when De La Hoya and um, T- Tito Trinidad and Ricardo mm-hmm. Mayorga and you know um, uh, Marco Antonio Barrera. It's not even at that level. So it's it's at a pretty bad level. Name now. Canelo Triple G will make a lot of money. Of course it will. It will do pretty well. Um, and whenever you have a fighter as popular as Canelo in Mexico, you're in business in that regard. <laughs> right. But my point is this. Not saying boxing's dead, but could it use some name power if it could steal a few big names from UFC? Absolutely. I, I, I have no... I think they would gain a lot of popularity if you injected the Diaz brothers into boxing. I, I, that That's big. Yeah. Conor McGregor into boxing... That's big. There's a few names that could really make. Well, you you just you just stated the key to Conor McGregor having like a successful boxing run because he's gonna lose to Mayweather, and I I was predicting that it was gonna happen like um, when Mayweather fought Ricky Hatton. Like this this fight reminds me so much of Mayweather Hatton. Um, just because Ricky Hatton's a a, a United Kingdom white man. <laughs> yep, and that that talked a lot of trash. That was also um, undefeated in the boxing ring. That was also very successful, also very rich, um, also very arrogant. Uh, matched up very well against Mayweather. Um, seemed like a threat, and then just went down. Like he went down, and I think it was four rounds. So I'm, I was ex- I'm expecting well, and, the same and, and thing. And Conor McGregor's not the boxer Ricky Hatton is. No, although, not, even, although, not even close. Although Floyd is ten years older. But Floyd, Floyd doesn't get beat up though. That's the thing. Like, but he's still. I mean, as Floyd said the other day, so I'm not the same man I was 20 years ago. I'm not the same man I was 10 years ago. I'm not the same man I was two years ago. And that's true. I mean, he's 40 and Connor's 20. I well, let me say this: part of this fight is an is a constant argument between MMA and boxing. Here's the thing, though, right? And and people who love boxing refuse. To even acknowledge that Connor could do anything, uh, yeah, Connor can't do anything. And here's why I say no, that. but that's because I believe the, I believe you. Do you the, are you more of a boxing fan historically or MMA? Um, it's kind of split between both, but I, I think of it like this, right? Kimbo Slice was a street fighter, right? Kimbo fight, Kimbo Slice was on the streets knocking out other street fighters in YouTube and went into MMA where they tightened up the rules a little bit and got thrashed. Thrashed. Conor McGregor is an MMA fighter, right? He's doing his thing in MMA. I'm not going to take that away from him, even though like, I think he's a terrible person outside of the octagon. Inside the octagon, you got to give him his respect. They're gonna... By the way, you are such a mark. No, but they're tightening up the rules around him, and they're sending him into the boxing ring. The exact same thing is going to happen to him that happened to Kimbo Slice. 
You take away so much of his other pieces that he has to use in the octagon and drop him in that boxing ring, and it's not going to translate because you don't know what his instincts are going to be like when those rounds get late and then like he wants to throw a kick or something. I'm not saying that he will kick him, but like some of those instincts and things that he wants to do are not there. So then you have him second-guessing himself against the best boxer in the that, world. That's a, that's a really good point. I do agree with you. When you take away someone's instincts, it makes it very hard to compete. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I don't believe Connor's going to win. But when you hear people like, and we'll, guys, we'll get back to wrestling in one second, I promise. <laughs> yeah. But when you get back to, when you get back to guys like Teddy Atlas or Max Kellerman or Stephen A. Smith, or any of these guys who, let's be honest, they may dabble in MMA, but they love boxing. They're not really looking at it fairly. I'm not saying Connor has a strong chance because he doesn't. But Max Kellerman, who says Connor cannot connect on one punch, he will not connect one time. He said one clean punch, which is different. From the first just- time I heard him, he said he will not connect at all. I didn't realize he said clean. I heard he will not connect at all. Yeah, he, he said will, a, he's had a clean. Punch. I think people said he will not win one second of one round. I think saying that <laughs> is injecting your like you can't. It would be like me as a rap fan, you know, comparing Rakim to like the best trap rapper. I just can't accept it the though, same too, way. Like, it's a different game. Like but, when you take battle rappers and try to have them make like a hit song or even yeah, like a it hit doesn't album. work. It usually doesn't work. And it probably won't work for Connor. But the idea that he doesn't have a puncher's chance, he does. He still has a puncher's chance. That Ruling out that he doesn't have a puncher's chance is if he doesn't have the ability to knock anyone out. Guys, I mean, let's keep it real. Jose Aldo is a beast. He's not some random dude on the street. He is a decorated champion. That and was he, a lucky punch, though. Okay. I mean, he knocked him out in 13 seconds. He, he did. A lucky he, punch. It was he a clean-ass lucky he punch. He almost got himself knocked out, too. If Jose Aldo's punch was like a half an inch But lower, it wasn't. It but wasn't, it wasn't. It wasn't, but it was luck, though. It was uh, That was all luck. I mean, then, uh, but if you start getting into that game of what's a lucky knockout, I mean, I, I don't know if I'm, I can play that game. I'm just saying, is he going to win? No. Are you going to tell me he doesn't have a, is, he's a 0% chance? No, I won't accept that. Connor is an incredible fighter. So you going to say 1%? I'd say 12%. 12, that's a, that's not a lot, dude. 88% chance of winning. He's, he's 12 years younger than him, and Floyd does not have knockout ability. Floyd's not knocking out, he may beat him to death. He's not knocking out Connor with one punch. So there's only one guy who has a potential for a one punch knockout, and to me, and that's Connor. Now, Connor's not going to catch him, so it won't happen. No, nope, he's but, not going to catch but him. But Floyd could catch him as clean as he wants. I don't think he's not him. Connor's not going to catch him. And also, like, this is a boxing match. Are they going 10 or 12 rounds? 12. Yeah, Connor's done after four. How many How many of his UFC fights? Like, UFC fights. He's gone 25 minutes. UFC fights top out at five rounds. So Five rounds, tw- five minutes, 25 minutes. And this is 36 minutes. It's, it's a big yeah, difference. He doesn't have it. I'm not, he doesn't, but I'm just <laughs> saying people continuing to give him 0%. It, it's, it's them refusing to admit that you are, you are obsessed with one sport that you believe is better no matter what they say. Oh, I respect MMA. No, they don't. No, you don't. You don't really respect it. They don't really respect it the way they respect MMA. Otherwise, you wouldn't utterly say that a guy who's one of the best in the world in that business has absolutely zero chance. It is one of the disciplines of his fight game and Connor's a puncher more than anything. So, Listen, the point is, we spent enough time promoting this. I'm interested. 
I'm interested. He can't win, but it's a great storyline. They're painting the picture really well. There's so much wrestling to it that I really in- they're going on a promo tour. I'm, guys. I'm interested up until fight night. Like fight night, I'm definitely going to be doing something else. But you're not going to watch. No, I'm not going to watch. Are we you know serious? We know what's going to happen. We know what's going to happen, and it's good. Like this is the beauty of it, right? They are they're going to get their money. We all know what's going to happen, and then I don't have to watch because the most exciting parts of the fight are going to be condensed into like two or three minutes max. And I'll be able to watch that and say, oh, this so, fight was so that you're, So you're telling me if someone's having a party to watch the fight, you're going to skip it? Um, I'll go if they're like, yo, I'm ordering the fight. Don't got to throw anything. Like, if they want me to throw in on the paper. You won't throw not, $10 in. I will not throw a dime into Mayweather and uh, Conor McGregor's fight. One, they don't need it. So, so they can come back and, to me in the street and tell me about how broke I am after I just helped put $100 million in their pocket. Do you realize how big a mark you are? You you believe every bit of their character. You really think that Conor McGregor, Conor McGregor is necessarily a horrible guy because of the character he plays on the microphone. Rosenberg. You don't know one thing. I'm just saying, Greg, hold on, hear me out. You don't know what You know as much about Conor McGregor, mm-hmm. the man, mm-hmm. as you knew about Macho Man Randy Savage as a kid. Rosenberg. We live in a different era, right? Macho Man Randy Savage was allowed to play this character because this was not the TMZ era where everybody's watching everybody, right? These guys walk down the street, they get encountered by people. He lives the gimmick. Does that not make him an ass at the end of the day? Whoa, watch your mouth. Did this make Macho Man a bad guy? In the World Wrestling Federation, here is a man... That has not only turned it around 180 degrees, 180 degrees, but he's gone another 360 and then 360 and then another 180. Macho man, Randy Savage. You have changed over the past couple of months like I can not believe, sir. I'm a chameleon, yeah. A chameleon? Uh, uh, yeah. I'm talking about the beat goes on, yeah. And the beat goes on, yeah. And the beat goes on. And the video scope, yeah, I am looking right into you right now. Macho Madness right now. Sugar is sweet and so is honey. Macho Madness is on a roll and it can't be stopped. No, Elizabeth understands what I'm talking about, yeah. What, what, what? Why is it, Macho Man, when I sit and talk to you, stand and talk to you for that matter, that I think of old Sonny and Cher hits. Why is that? Unbelievable. Time distortion. Space is the place me and Gene Okerlund go down that lonesome highway. Yeah, but don't be hypnotized. No, reincarnation doesn't have to be. You can concentrate and you can uh, mental telepathy. Yeah, but the beat goes on. But the beat goes on. You're talking macho madness. Macho madness, yeah. Macho madness rolling. Yeah, you thought so, but I know so. And macho madness is coming straight at you. Because I'm on a roll and I ain't stopping, yeah. Elizabeth, go right and I'm going left. Can I ask a question, Macho Man? More questions. I'm sorry about that. Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> that was an intro I put on my uh That was an intro I put on my mixtape a few years ago. That I made I just made a little drum beat and Oh, you put the beat on it. Yeah. I, I just disagree with you, Greg. I I, I think how can you be mad? You think that you think they're great guys? I, Floyd, Floyd, I think has shown you know the, the the domestic violence stuff with Floyd. Floyd, yeah, exactly, is, is damning enough. Floyd hasn't shown that he is exactly that guy. Floyd is the the stuff with Floyd is pretty damning, though. 
what has actually occurred with him and how much he's just been a target, I, I can't be sure of. Cause we can't. We, we can't. I can't be sure of that. But I will say I think Floyd has shown he makes a lot of bad decisions. But I've also interacted with Floyd. And in personal interactions, we did Juan Epstein with him, which you could go find somewhere if you Google it. And he was humble and great and really cool. Connor. That's the work, though. That, I'm that pretty may sure be, that that's that the work. That may be the work. But in the case of Connor, it's such a bigger thing because we don't know. And there's no domestic violence stories. There's nothing like that. No. So but, all we know is the character Connor plays. So to me, I think. You have fans who've interacted with them like. They they throw their money around like the lifestyle that they live. Like Listen, that's all, all character. Everything you just said with character. You don't know anyone who's had a bad experience with Conor McGregor. What? I did a phoner with him. He was great. Well, okay, so I know one person who had a good experience with him, but like you know anyone who had a bad one? I don't know anyone personally, but it's out there like how they interact with their with. The I people. know uh, you are being worked. On yeah, fleek. I, I'm be, I'm being worked because of how they treat people. But you don't know the, how they treat people. Uh, yes, I'm I'm NBA work because of how they treat people and the lifestyle they live. Like you are, this is unbelievable. I'm, I'm shocked to hear you. No, although not. No, yeah, because like that's like when people say, "Oh, yeah, Donald Trump was working," and then we find out that he is exactly who people said he was. You like, know what? Listen, and that and that could turn out to be true. It could, and that's but and we that's, don't know yet. With I don't think it's fair. I don't think we know about Connor yet. I don't think we know. That's my point, though. Like every time somebody says it's a work, like, eh, I don't know. You can't, that can't be that can't be the catch all escape whenever um a conversation is going on. All right. Before. You know what though? You know what we can talk about speaking of a work. Friday night at MSG. Great house oh, show. Oh my god. Were you paying attention when this uh happened? I attention to Jay. I was not paying attention. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie to you. Uh, we were mostly hanging out in the suite, and then and like the, half we would watch, we would like watch an intro, watch a little bit, but it was kind of a little bit of a party. When the bell rang and I heard his music, I was like, what? So what do you think the logic was there on, on turning over the U.S. title at the house show? I have no idea. I think, I mean, it's going to become more clear as things go on, but I mean, when it happened, all of a sudden then I really started to put pieces together because um you know they made a point of saying before the match that like now we're gonna have a title match like they had other champions appear but they made a point of saying like you guys want to see the title get a title get put on the line and then that led into that match um there were cameras recording everything and um I think it's going to become more clear because they're going to do something special with that footage. But I was shocked. Very, very interesting uh, that they decided to do that. And it was a short match, too, I feel like, because uh, when I saw them come out, I thought in my head just because, you know, at other live shows, they give people time. And so matches get like 30, 40 minutes, especially with two workers of their caliber. And I think they went maybe like 10, 15 yeah, no, it wasn't a long match. It was certainly longer than Finn Balor versus Carl Anderson, which got 45 seconds. <laughs> that was some debut. That was not a crazy debut, um, but that was fun. And and one of the reasons, hey, listen, no one can say if they missed the show it was my fault because I promoted the hell out of that house show here. I told everyone it was going to be a good one. So uh, we, had, we had a good time there. Let's get to um, the pay-per-view this weekend. Let's talk about the big ambulance match. 
between Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman. You posted, you, you tweeted yesterday a thing at Viceland Sports who said that the WWE blew an opportunity for a double turn. Yeah, he's an idiot. I, I didn't even understand. It wasn't supposed to be a double turn. No, though. it was not. This is a blood feud. Like, number, first of all, <sighs> it doesn't even, blood, blood, double turns don't really work anymore when you have so few baby faces and heels. Well, they don't work anymore, too, when the crowd is rebelling. That's that's just it's out of the question. Number one, the crowd the crowd pushes so many people to the middle that, like you said, the baby faces and the and the heels get confused to the point where you can't have a double turn because if somebody's on at the middle and then you turn them, they're still at the middle. Like I like I told um, Linda, you can't turn a tweener because they're gonna still be a tweener. Right. Like it does it doesn't it doesn't happen. It's not a thing. And the way the crowd responds to Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman in this feud, um, specifically in this feud, that makes them essentially tweeners. You, so a double turn was not going to happen. Wouldn't make sense. Number one. Number two, um, Roman Reigns attacking Braun Strowman after the, after the match in the context of this feud was not a heelish move, except it, it makes perfect sense is what it did. Because like... Um, I may disagree with you slightly on this aspect. No, I'll tell you why. Please do. They had a few matches this year, right? Um, most recently before this one was their match at Payback. Roman Strowman. Mm-hmm. Braun Strowman wins the match. Says, I'm not finished with you, which he had been saying to Roman for months leading into that match. But he wins the match says, I'm not finished with you, and beats Roman down again after he wins. Mm-hmm. The wins and the losses don't matter to Braun Strowman. It's about taking his opponent out. Particularly this opponent, Particularly yes. this opponent. So, the fact that Braun Strowman wins the ambulance match, is he supposed to be done with Roman? No, he's going to take him out. Now, if you're Roman Reigns, you've been experiencing this for six, seven months, you know that just because the bell rang doesn't mean that you're not still in a world of pain or facing one. So you got to inflict damage before it comes to you because it's coming. Okay, I hear all of that. It's a good argument for why he would beat him up. He crashed the ambulance into a truck backstage. I'm not saying it's a heel move. It's certainly deranged. It's extreme. but It's, it's definitely like... It's coming unhinged. I think, I, and I do think that should be part of the story a little bit. Was that he was coming unhinged? Now I do. I don't think that crosses over into heel territory, but I do think. Yeah, that, I don't think so either. I, I do I, think that it shows that they were pushing each other. No, it, it, but that that's a totally thinking that that was meant to be in any way towards a double turn or should have been is moronic. And um, to say that that the segment on Monday ruined anything when it was the best segment on Raw and maybe the best promo segment we've seen like that with multiple people in I don't know how long. Right. Like, to write an article in which you were disappointed, I'm not trying to pick on this guy, I don't know who he is, but in 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 writing uh, an article and you point out that segment as being bad, it's like, man, we are just on different pages because yeah, I was are. sitting there uh, watching that segment and I was freaking out. Like, I had no idea where any of that was going to go. You had moments when you thought Brock Lesnar and Samoa Joe would legitimately fight. <laughs> yep. 
And by the way, that is the best thing. Does everyone agree the best thing about Samoa Joe, I mean about Brock Lesnar, is that you never know if he's actually capable of working or if he's going to snap. Yeah, you know, it's true. It's like Mike Tyson at a press conference in the late 90s. Like, you never know what is actually going to happen. When Brock Lesnar's sitting there jawing with Samoa Joe and they're like getting in each other's face, you're like, is Brock just going to lose it and punch him in the face just because? So that segment I thought was, I thought it was awesome. I did too. And I, I think everybody did until I thought everybody did until I saw that article. And I was like, okay, this dude's dumb. Um, and even like with Braun Strowman walking away from the ambulance, everybody's like, Oh, that was a face move. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't a face move. No, it was a, it was a, it was a Halloween Michael Myers move. Yeah. And, and you so know you why? You can't kill a move. Because he's a monster. It's not a face move. It's to sell the fact that he's a monster. He should not be getting carried away in a stretcher. He should always be walking away on his own power. You know who pointed that out really well? Peter Rosenberg on Raw Talk after the pay per view. Speaking of Raw Talk. Oh, yes, please. After the pay per view. Um, I just gotta I gotta address the elephant in that room. Uh, what What do you? Why don't they like you? Those Those superstars they all seem to. Well, Big Cass, we all know he's a bit of an animal these days. I mean, he's a lunatic. Look what he did to Enzo. So, his I'm, best I, friend, former best friend, Enzo. former best friend. So it wasn't surprising. You saw what I put on my Instagram. You know, yeah. sometimes you're friends with two people, and one of those people decides to throw the other <laughs> one down a ramp and. It's awkward. Sasha kind of yelled at me, though. Yeah. She kind of, she barked at me. Did you get to ask your question or? I think I did. Let's see. Hold on. I can pull this up. I thought I did. But I I was a little surprised that Sasha barked at me. And the Miz just completely just pushed me out of the way. Didn't let me ask any questions. Uh, I am. And I think even Dana Brooke got mad at me. (laughs) The pre-show. On the kickoff show. Yeah, she did. Why am I a heat magnet? I, I think I thought Dana Brooks Dana Brooks a baby face. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to figure out. And yet, no matter what happens, listen. From where I'm sitting, you're doing a good job. You're obviously happy to be there. You bring something of value to the company. What don't they appreciate about Peter Rosenberg? That's a. You know what? I'm glad you're bringing this up because it is sort of shocking that you see no matter what the event is, kickoff show, talking smack. I'm always getting. Just I'm just I just job to everyone. Even when you're not there, By, like Byron forgot your name. Yeah, it's a really good point as well. Yeah, I'm just trying to survive out here, and I I I was having a really good time. I was very excited about Raw Talk after Great Balls of Fire. It's the first ever Great Balls of Fire. Everyone's pumped up about it, and then you know you find out what guests you're gonna get, and then let's see. Let's take a look back. If you missed Raw Talk after Great Balls of Fire. I know, I know the loyal Chief Peters watched the kickoff show. That's how you do the first ever Great Balls of Fire. Look, if you're, if you're coming out here to make some hits. Let's jump ahead a little bit. SGG, we still well, talking uh, about. In a singles career. Well, I think everybody wants to go after the beast. I want the universal title, and uh, I want a main event WrestleMania. So here's what he says to me that's just rude. Hold on. <laughs> so why up. would I have to, you know, argue with them or, or you know, shun them? You know, we we have a relationship. Me and- so it's being mean, talking about WrestleMania. Enzo is, is in the past. 
I walked up that ramp and said goodbye to Enzo. See you later. I'm moving on. So you, oh. you, I'm, I'm sorry, Renee. Go ahead. So you would say at this point, Cass, you don't expect to deal with Enzo at this point. This is a, the, the, the book on Enzo and, and Cass is closed. I think I sent a clear message tonight. Enzo shouldn't want to deal with me after tonight, okay? I showed him what I have. I showed him who I am. If he wants to step to me again, I'm going to do the same thing. So uh, if he wants to step to me, that's fine. But I don't expect, expect him to after what happened tonight. Uh, looking at tonight still, I mean, you're still being rude. <laughs> Unnecessarily rude, if I, I might add. Uh, also, we need to get into Samoa Joe and um, uh, Brock Lesnar as well, because I love that match. Yeah. I, 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 think, I think it was done so well. Um, I, was, I was worried. I'm not going to lie. When I looked at my watch and saw that it was like four minutes left to go and they hadn't even made their entrances yet, I was like, damn, Joe's going to come come out and get punked out. And how long did they go? Ten minutes? Yeah, about that. They, they definitely went over and I was, I was glad to see that most of it was um, Joe getting in offense and like... Well, also, what about how Heyman talked about Joe before the match? Heyman in the kickoff show was basically like, we've never dealt with anyone like him. They have built the Samoa Joe character to be the only person, in my opinion, who, when he works with Brock Lesnar, is not an underdog. Yeah. He's, he's meant to be seen as basically an equal. Even more so than they did with Goldberg. Um, I still had my doubt, though, when you look at the clock, and just like, oh, it's going to be quick. They're going to wrap this up. And yeah. they didn't. Yeah, I, I I I thought it was the right way to play it. I love how they've built up. Um, I love how they've built up Samoa Joe at this point. And now the question is, what we will get at SummerSlam? Do you think we'll be looking at Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns? Do you think it ends up a triple threat match? I would like to see Brock Lesnar versus Samoa Joe too. But it really could go in any direction. But if they did that, oh, and then, because you could do Roman, couldn't you do Roman and Strowman one more time? I think you could. I think you definitely could. Because Roman and Strowman, like, um, I, somebody tweeted this out to me. I can't remember who it was. I'm, I'm so sorry. But they tweeted out that they deserved the sell, like a hell in a cell. That's what I was going to say. I, that was, that was I, literally my next word was going to be, you end it, SummerSlam, Roman, Strowman, Hell in a cell, and I would I would love to see that. Like I don't I don't know anybody who wouldn't like to see that just because they work so well together and like the the way this feud has progressed. Um, <laughs> Roman tried to kill him, so yeah, it makes it sense. can end now. It makes sense for it to get a little bit more like like add a little bit more of that violence now. No, here, speaking of violence, here you go. I, I don't need you. See you later. So this is the end. Big cast for no reason. After a perfectly, what has been, in my opinion, a perfectly respectable and friendly interview, Big Cass just takes it the wrong way. I guess congratulations on tonight, and uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you, and uh, to you, uh, you're going to find out just like Enzo did tonight, I don't need you. See you later. <laughs> uh, like you said earlier, I, I have some people. odd tendency you to great people. irritate people. What is that? <laughs> so you've known Cass for a long time. No, I haven't known him for a long time, but I, I met him a few years. Here's the story. I met him uh, a few years ago. Mm -hmm. and I mean, it's just unnecessary. The did, did you meet Cass through Enzo? 
Yes. That's the problem right there. Oh. I think that's what did it to you. I didn't even think about it like that. Think that's what did it to you. So I would love to see Hell in a Cell. I think I'll be major. Um, what I think a little bit underrated was uh, the match between Alexa Bliss and Sasha Banks. What are your thoughts? I don't think it was underrated at all. I think it was appropriately rated as being a great match. Oh, people uh, were really into it. You think? Yeah, up until the finish. I think the finish took people out of the match to count out. But um, but then at least it still ended with Sasha doing something mage. Sasha almost killed herself too. And 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 Alexa. That that's that was scary. Yeah, that move is that move is wild just seeing it in the ring, but then from on top of the announce table down into like And do you see how close Alexa landed to the Yeah, it was it was that's wild. But um Now let's talk about the real life heat between Alexa Bliss and Sasha Banks. Okay, so let me get this right. Just wanna I just wanna clear this up. So when I talk about, you know, Floyd and Connor, I'm getting worked, right? But then when I watch Talking Smack and I see Sasha and the way she speaks about Alexa and I'm like, damn, she's going kind of hard. I'm, am I still getting worked? Is that based in reality? Like, because... Well, it depends. I mean, there's real information. If you have real information... But is there a real... Is there a real problem there? I, I I have I have it from sources then. So so I guess what I'm asking it goes is, it goes back a long time between the two. So it's possible that I could be getting worked, but the work is grounded in reality, which then technically wouldn't make it a work because it's real. Is that you're saying too many words? I don't understand anymore. Just 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 nod with me then. I guess sure. Yeah, yeah. exactly what you said. <laughs> I'm not saying you're definitively being worked by Conor McGregor. I'm saying there's a chance you are. Okay, and there's a chance. That's fair. And there's a chance I'm being worked here, but from what I've heard, Sasha Banks and Alexa Bliss don't get along. And ain't never got along. And frankly, it's not even involved in the story as much as it should be. How 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 much heat there is. Because it's I, it's tangible. I will say this. It comes across on the camera, for sure. Really? Yeah, it de- it definitely did, especially on Talking Smack. Here's the end of the uh, Talking Smack interview with Sasha Banks. Or Raw Talk. Raw Talk. Raw Talk. Yeah, excuse me. Same thing. W- were you impressed by anything? No. Okay. I was going to say, by ask. anything you did no. that she did in the ring. Tonight. Absolutely not. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight, Sasha. Uh, unfortunately, do not walk away with the but Women's I did Championship. Win, but I will get you it. You did. Thank you. Yes. Appreciate right. you. Thank, thank you. you. Appreciate you. Bye. Bye. I, I, I sort of had a hunch that we were going to... I thought after cast, that would be no, a little no, no. less intense. You're not done here yet. No, no. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, she she beat me up too, yeah. but what? um, I, yeah, I think there's a lot there, and I, I'll tell you what: talk about people who deserve more. But I hope we get more Alexa Bliss and Sasha. Let's see where this. I, I hope so too, because um, what did we get from them on Monday? It was the tag match. They went right back to the tag match. Yeah, they went right back to the tag match. They got Bailey. Bailey got the roll up win on, I believe it was Alexa, but it was right back in the tag match. Yeah, Sasha and Bailey beat Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax. I just hope they don't rush. Eventually, we're going to get to Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax, right? Yeah. But not yet. Uh, can We We need this to keep going. Yeah. And I know it's tough because what do you do with Bailey and, and, and Nia? Um, Let me ask you this, though. So Sasha was on Raw Talk and got to air her grievances um, with Alexa. And... I'm not going to lie. To me, they sounded petty, but that's what also made me feel like there was an actual problem there is because like when you don't like somebody, 
and you have to explain it. It's like, yo, the, well, the way she breathes, like it's the little littlest things that really shouldn't matter. Like it shouldn't matter if she wasn't a fan before she became a wrestler. But like that really irks Sasha for some reason. That makes you think it's real because like you're reaching for things. <laughs> right. But, but, got it. Got it. But will we get to hear Alexa? I guess. Um, Alexa hasn't gotten a chance to cut a promo yet. That's the interesting part. Alexa has not gotten a chance to cut a promo yet. They haven't had an in-ring back and forth yet. I want to see them get to yell at each other. If there's real history there. I'd like to see it too. Let's I'd take like, advantage of this. I'd like to see it too because, I mean, honestly, that's where the money is and they're going to get good matches out of it. I hope they're giving more time. I think Alexa Bliss, you, I think it goes to SummerSlam, right? Um, yeah, for sure. They don't, because neither one of them have anything. Um, and I think SummerSlam is the, just the next Raw pay-per-view. It is the next Raw pay-per-view. So there's no reason to think yeah. it's not SummerSlam. Because they're not done. They're not done. I got to tell you, though, based on the card of Great Balls of Fire, and then you add in SmackDown, SummerSlam could be a hell of a card. Oh, yeah. SummerSlam. I have high expectations for SummerSlam. Let's, should we do a mock uh, SummerSlam? Right now? I mean, why not? Here's the thing we have to decide. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to decide on schedule because I'm leaving town. I don't know if we're going to get an actual battleground preview. Is the entire card for battleground set yet? I don't. I don't think it is. You never because like they throw in some last minute stuff. And battle battleground is on your birthday actually, the twenty third, right? It's on my so, birthday. Yeah, they got time to. It's the modern day Maharaja. I know. They uh, got time to throw in uh, an extra. All right, so let's take let's take a moment. Let's take a moment and do a quick SummerSlam thought. We believe uh, Roman Strowman in some way. Yep. Then there will be a Brock Lesnar Samoa Joe rematch, you're saying also? I'm hoping so. And let's just put this out there right now because you work with the company, so I think people expect us to like sneak in some insight. This is just purely speculation. Oh, yes, completely. Please, uh, please, please yeah, don't think I've... This is not going to the dirt oh, I would, I would, I would yeah, love. Like, I would love if I had information. I do not. Um, so. And by the way, I think, I mean, Roman Strowman is hopeful to me because part of me thinks it's going to be Roman, Roman and Brock. Brock and Joe. But then Strowman's left out. Who would Strowman then work with? Would they, would they dare do the fatal four-way? Yeah, maybe. I think that's a waste, though. You're better off having both separate matches. I, I think so too. And who else could Strowman work with right now? So has there been? There's no other indication of someone for Strowman. Nope. So, which is why he needs to be wherever Roman is. But then, like like you said, then what do they do with Joe if they do triple threat? So let's go wishful thinking. Rematches of both. Yep. Roman Strowman, Helena Cell, Lesnar, Samoa Joe. Sasha, Alexa Bliss, maybe in some sort of stipulation kind of match. I don't know. Which is which is definitely possible because the women have been now getting stipulation matches. Yeah. Um, Usos New Day. Okay, but who's going in as champion? Uh, the Usos. Okay. Because it's it's conceivable oh, that they have battlegrounds. Yeah, still it's too. conceivable that they could lose and then. Pull but there's in their so match there's club. so little time between battleground and. Not a month. Not, not even. Because when SummerSlam's on the 22nd, right? No, 19th. The 19th? Oh, yeah. Never mind. Not, I mean, they, they, they could get left off altogether. Um, are we thinking it's going to be Jinder and Randy? 
I hope not. I'm, I'm thinking Ginger, I'm, Ginger John Cena. Yeah, because it's not going to be John Cena and Rusev again. No. I really don't think so. And Randy, like, uh, uh, I'm not worried about what he's doing this summer. Oof. Damn, just burying Randy, huh? No, nah, I'm just saying, like. Throwing the dirt on. I'm trying to think, though. There's a lot of stuff here. Are you writing this down? Because there's a lot here. Because then I don't know where you go with Randy. If, 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 if it's fantasy booking and you're going gender, I'll write it down. Because that's Later. the other thing, too. Like You're, like, reaching in your pocket he for will a have pen. Lost, you are such a pathetic stat guy. He will have lost his, what, third WWE championship match? You're assuming he loses that. If, if gender goes in as champion. And you assume at Battleground. Gender wins. It's the Punjabi prison. Now, granted, uh, no Indian wrestler has won a Punjabi prison match. <laughs> so the odds are, I'm just saying. And gender. only one has been in one. Yeah, so I don't know, Gender. You might not. You might have played your cards wrong on this one. Yo, but. I got to tell you, you know that shot they do of Gender when he comes down the ramp where the camera goes around him? Yeah. His back literally scares me. It like, it like, it's so big. It like, it looks like... Like a boulder. Like it's obscene. Anyways. Um, so, fantasy booking. Jinder Cena. Okay. Roman Strowman. Brock Joe. Alexa Sasha. Something with the Hardy Boys. Hey, that's what's going to be my next question. What with the Hardy Boys? Well, do you think they were indicating deletion? I think they were indicating heading down that broken territory, heading into broken territory. I do. But at this point, would it be revival? I don't know. Triple threat? Ooh, you could go old school because it's the Hardys and have like a fatal four-way tag match. What like like a ladder match or something okay, fun? Yeah, you need, could do something fun like that. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. So uh, that. And throw all those raw tag teams in it, and then maybe after that we get to the broken. So Hardy's, Sheamus and Cesaro revival, and Gallows and Anderson. Gallows and Anderson, that would be it. The whole the whole division basically on Raw. Okay. Okay. I, I like that. Now, Naomi. I don't know what the hell they're doing with the women on SmackDown. They Naomi th- got to get Charlotte, man. Naomi, Charlotte. So you mean Charlotte has to win this this thing at Battleground? Yes. I, that's That has to happen. Because if the goal was let's make Naomi more over before her and Charlotte have a matchup, you've done that now, right? Naomi's now a credible-looking champion. Yeah, especially with the way she's been thrashing Lana. And and she looks and she's confident on the mic now. She's let's Let's go Naomi, Charlotte. Yep. On the card. You wrote that down as well? Yep. Um, see, we're going to have to cut some stuff down because uh, AJ Styles, Kevin Owens? Um, see, again, though? Or is I that, feel a, like both is that a tag match? Is it, did we get, Last night, did we get the taste of an AJ Cena tag match at SummerSlam? That would I mean, be, be a waste of both of them, though, right? But then also you got to think about too, like, um, yeah, this is tough because we don't know how much time SummerSlam is going to get. But also then, what is what's Mike Canellis? It's going to be, be four. It's going to be four hours. What is Mike Canellis sure. going to be doing at, at SummerSlam? Sami Zayn be, in theory. But like, well, that'll gonna, be on Battleground probably already. Yeah, that's they probably, not, they're not making the card. You don't think they're making SummerSlam? No. Sammy, I don't, I don't see how Sammy and and Mike Canellis can make 
Even like a Mike pre-show? Kanellis hasn't had a match yet. Even like a pre-show? Maybe pre-show. Mike Kanellis is the man, though. Mike Kanellis can go. I so believe like, it. I believe that. There's a reason. There's a reason that he didn't pop up on NXT or any of those. Like, very good point. Totally reasonable. But he hasn't had a match yet. I would say that's pre-show, if anything. You can put that down for pre-show. Yeah, pre-show is good. I'll take it. Um. Oh, but then we got the King of the Cruiserweights too. He definitely. He's has pre-show to- also. It'll be a two-hour pre-show. He'll be pre-show also. That cruiserweight championship needs more love than the pre-show. Well, I'm, I'm, can I tell you who actually won me over a bit this weekend? Who's this? Tazawa. I'm, really? start, I'm starting to get into him. Yeah, I don't know why. A, the t- Titus Worldwide, you know, is popping. Yeah, you can't, you can't deny Titus Worldwide. You can't deny Titus Worldwide. This is a brand that people are finally yeah. coming around to understanding. So I, I don't know. There's something about Tazawa. I just he's a great worker. I just I'm starting to enjoy his stuff a little bit more. Um, and his character, I don't know. It's not like he has that much of his character. It's just the relationship between him and Titus is funny. I don't know. But I just like his work. Um, I would say that would be kickoff show as well. What about, so you think it'll be well, Neville hold on, what, hold on, what about the Miztourage, baby? Oh, yeah. You if need- you missed the Miztourage on uh, Raw Talk with me, Miz, here's how Miz wrapped it up. All comers. I, I want, I, put the camera right on here. This is the Intercontinental Championship, and anyone... Maurice looks so hot in this shot, by the way. Anyone wants to come pry it from my hands, please try. I dare you to try. You will end up like Dean Ambrose and Heath Slater and every other person that tries to take it from me. You just reminded me of something. Wait for it. Hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, we are the Miztourage. We hope you enjoyed today's program. Renee, Peter, we'll see you guys around. We're going to go celebrate. See you guys. Champions! Champions! <laughs> Champions! Um, what I remind you of? So, at Madison Square Garden, there was a tag match on the card. It was Seth Rollins. No, excuse me. It was Miz and Samoa Joe versus Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. Later on in that night, um, as Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt are thrashing Roman Reigns and different people come out to try and save him unsuccessfully, Seth Rollins comes out to make the save for Roman Reigns. Then on Monday, Seth Rollins comes out to make the save for, for Dean, Dean Ambrose. Ambrose. There's three dudes in the Miztourage. You think the Shield somehow, some way, gets back in formation for something with the Miztourage? Even if it's two-thirds of the Shield, I, it's I a think handicap I, match. Now, I think I like that Dean and Seth versus the Miztourage, two-on-three handicap match. Now we're talking. Yeah, not with Roman. Because that's not a match. The The big Shield <laughs> against the Miztourage <laughs> is not a match. But I like Dean and Seth as the Shield against the Miztourage. Write it down. Two-on-three handicap match. Dean and Seth versus the Miztourage. And is that it? What do we got? Re- give me, give me the total. We got Jinder Cena. Yep. Sammy and Mike Kanellis. Well, that's the, not, don't do main card. Are we doing main card? No pre-show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dean Jinder Cena, Roman Strowman, Brock Joe, Alexa Sasha, Naomi Charlotte, Hardy's Revival, Gallows and Anderson, and um, Sheamus and Cesaro in a Fatal Four Way. Usos New Day. Um, did I say Naomi Charlotte? I did. Mm-hmm. And we got the Miz Taraj versus Dean and Seth. 
We still need to figure out what we're doing with AJ, KO. Well, even if you just put them together, AJ and KO and something. That but then be- Rusev just came back, so like they're not going to throw him back to the side. And he we're, just came we're, back. Already, we're already at eight matches with no AJ, KO, Rusev. So we'll see. We'll see. But either way, you get the point. I'm excited for SummerSlam. Battleground is cool. <laughs> It'll be cool. But SummerSlam is feeling major. There's enough now. It took it took Raw time. Raw was in the toilet for quite a while. <laughs> but it, it came back. Well, how do you think the general thought was? What do people think of Great Balls of Fire in general? Um, I'm not sure. I, I feel like, it, for me personally... It was a good show. Like the matches were very well done. We didn't even talk about the the Iron Man tag match, Ooh, which was awesome. Which, yeah, that what a pleasant surprise that was. That was great, and I I especially loved the finish too. Like Jeff hit the Swanton, and then Cesaro comes in for the pin, like immediately. Yeah, that was that was an old school finish. Yeah, and that he, was that reminded me of like something you'd see as a kid and be like, "What just happened?" <laughs> yep, and even that two count at the end was timed perfectly. Like. I just like the setup. I just like the setup of them getting down big early. So you knew that like it was going to be a question of whether they could get the pinfall in time. It was just a good setup for an Iron Man match. Ooh, let's, let's talk about something that I, I assumed would have made you happy, except you recently drew your line in the sand as being Team Uso. Otherwise, you had to love Xavier Woods getting a, a singles win. Well, yes, I, I am Team Uso, but also, I would, also, Uso? I would have loved Xavier Woods getting a singles win. Setting aside the fact that I'm Team Uso, except for the fact that like they do this every week on Raw, where they have tag teams feud and they split them up, and then they give one member of the tag team the singles win over the other member of the tag team. Like we don't need to keep doing that with these tag teams. I get that they want to extend the feuds. But I, I totally hear you on that part. That is totally, totally, totally reasonable. But the finish was dope, and you had to be. I just thought it was cool to see that from Xavier, who at many times, yeah, they don't let him work in the ring. He he doesn't get the, and and that finish that he hit, the coast to coast to Jace, yeah, that you could end up seeing that more. I bet they popped when they saw that. You think, but for them to do, who sits out for Xavier Woods to get in the match? I don't know, but that finish is tight. That was really, I thought it was, I thought it was dope. And do we? I don't know. I was gonna say, do you think the new day is like this is gonna be the start towards a new day breakup? But that don't, that doesn't make sense. Nah, no, nah, it didn't seem like not the start, but like that they're giving them more singles matches just to make sure that those guys will be ready in the event of. Oh, and by the way, we forgot about Big Cass for SummerSlam. Well, you said it was a two-hour pre-show, so. Maybe. You think him and Big Show go for a little while? Or it'll uh, be quick? Or it's like a one week, couple weeks thing? Yeah, it might be It might be quick. I don't know. And what's going to happen with Enzo Amore? Because if, if you read anything into Raw, it's that that story's over. Yeah. I mean, unless they're just selling that Enzo's out. But it Cass moved on to someone else. Yeah. And I mean, poor Enzo, man, he's two hundred and six pounds, so there's no there's nothing for him to do on Tuesdays. <laughs> he has to lose three pounds yeah. from to even be considered. Lots to think about. 
Um, so unfortunate. Did you read the story? There's a story out there that Big Cass is has heat in the locker room for being a Trump supporter. Have you seen this? I, I have seen it. I don't know. I don't know that I believe it, but I also could believe it, if that makes sense. The part that I find most unbelievable is like, what kind of Trump supporter would he have to be to really have heat over it? Like, I'm not talking about... He'd have to be a typical Trump supporter, like the kind that doesn't shut up about it and backs him up over everything. Does that really seem like the kind of guy Kaz is? Kaz? No. Big Kaz? I don't know. Does that really kind of seem like how Big Kaz is, though, that he's regularly sitting around in the locker room waxing poetic on how much he loves Donald Trump and having political fights with people as a young guy in the locker room? I don't know. That seems weird to me. Again, I know that people find this odd, but you can't believe every single thing that gets written on these stories. I'm not saying none of them are true. Some of them are true. We hear stories leaked that are true, but something has to get filled out. Every day, there's a billion wrestling websites that need content. Every single day. It is the 24-hour news cycle. And if you say in this world that you are not a believer of everything written on the dirt sheets, then you're a shill. Well, then guess what? I'm a shill. Because I know one thing. (laughs) I've read plenty of things in every single business I work in, and people get it wrong over and over and over again. I've watched stories break in music, at ESPN, at 97, everywhere, where I see the stories play out, and the truth is not what gets reported. Um, and it's not because the media is evil. It's because there's a 24 hour news cycle and people need stories. Yeah. And WWE has the benefit of being able to, like, in other sports, the truth is the truth. So, like, you can't really run from that too much. WWE, w- the WWE truth has is blurry. The, yeah. They, they could pick up the pen and be like, well, that didn't happen. Like, oh, no. And by well, the way, not going to happen. Do you think it's hard to say, hey, Joe Blow, we know you're friends with Meltzer. Do us a favor. Why don't you tell Meltzer X, Y, and Z? We already know you know him. Don't worry about it. We know. Just make sure. Just do us a favor. Make sure this gets out. Really don't think that ever happens? You think that they are, no one there has intentionally let a story get out that wasn't supposed to get out? I mean, just saying, Cass is, Cass did did just turn into a monster heel. No? It's true. Now he's got heat in the locker room. Hmm. Interessante. Listen, maybe he'll speak at the Republican convention next time. I don't know. Um... SGG, I'm off to G-R-E-E-C-E. Wait, wasn't this one more thing we were supposed to do? Oh, yeah, the game. Didn't you have a quiz for me? All right, so here's a game I played. I made up a game that I played backstage. Hopefully the content will come out soon on uh, on the network or on social media. Or we're going to use it on Bring It to the Table. I played this game with talent. I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock for you, SGG. And I'm going to ask you questions. I'm ready. Okay? These are not trivia questions. They are opinion questions. Even better. So this is a game you can play at home with your friends. See if you can do it in 30 seconds, okay? SGG, you ready? I'm ready. 30 seconds in three, two, and one. Favorite all-time male superstar? Bret Hart. Female superstar? Sasha Banks. Favorite person in the locker room right now? Roman Reigns. Dream opponent. For Roman Reigns? Sure. Um, Kurt Angle. Worst finisher ever. The Great Khalid head chop. Best finisher ever. <laughs> Sharpshooter. Uh, sing your favorite WWE theme. 
Awesome. I came to Rock or Austin? Ooh. Time. Rock. Time. You're three short. What was the, la- what was the last three? Uh, after Rock or Austin, it's Raw or Nitro. Raw. Superstar you'd most like to see return to the WWE. Like in ring, I'd go Kurt Angle. Favorite host of Brain to the Table? Corey Grace. That's right. Thank you very much. <laughs> Anyways, play with your friends. Uh, it is fun, though, to see how hard it is for people to get out things. Now, obviously, it's a little different because favorite person in the locker room right now is relevant for WWE superstars. Um, and dream opponent, I was asking it to superstars. So, But you could still just change, amend that slightly. But it was fun to see people try to get through these questions. So anyways, um, Rosenberg Radio on the Twitter. Stat Guy Greg on Twitter. We will come out with something next week somehow, some way for cheap heat. And uh, at the very latest, we will be back to wrap up Battleground uh, July 24th. A couple of things. Peter Palooza, July 27th. Uh, the Knockdown Center. Tickets available at Ticketfly. Um, it's going to be a great concert uh, for my birthday. The sixth annual. Uh, this year, ASAP Ferg, Dave East, Nick Caution and Kirk Knight, Westside Gun and Conway, JIDK. It's going to be incredible. And, of course, go subscribe to Bite the Mic, the Mike Tyson podcast. Episodes coming out Tuesday and Thursday. So you get a little bit more awesome podcast in your life. SGG, you got anything? Just want them to stay mage. Yeah, me too.